you're listening to Art of the Flow. Welcome to Art of the Float, where float centers thrive. This is a weekly podcast that tells our stories of starting and running a float center, providing insights and tips along the way. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Art of the Float, and join the conversation by leaving a speak pipe on artofthefloat.com. Remember, you can always visit the site to find show notes, links, and pictures from every episode. I'm Brian Van Pesky, co-owner of Art of the Float with Dylan Com, and I'm here, as always, with our usual hosts, Amy Grimes with Float Nashville and Lance Foss at the Float Shack in Red Deer, Alberta, Canada. How you two doing? Woohoo! Doing fantastic! Doing Sur- good. Doing good. Awesome. Surviving Black Friday. How about you, Brian? <laughs> I'm doing good as well. I, I survived the... Uh, the consumerist holiday rush uh over the weekend and uh i feel like at this point in time everyone's just kind of coasting until christmas so (laughs) i was gonna say uh before the show we were talking about uh about black fridays and the differences between uh, america and uh, canada i think we need to post those fabulous videos that we were sharing here behind the scenes uh, I know we get a little crazy there here in the U.S., but uh, Canada seems to perhaps be catching up very slowly but surely. Very, very <laughs> slowly. Very. Slowly. We'll uh, we'll post uh, we'll post those in the show notes. We can see yeah. the comparison between Canadian and American Black Fridays. Um, we do have a guest on this show today, a very special guest. But before we get started, I uh, do want to thank our sponsor, Float Away. FloatAway is a family-owned business started by Colin and Ginny Stanwell-Smith, who launched their popular FloatAway Tranquility Pod in 2000. Since then, they've sold many technically advanced float tanks to all parts of the world from their factory in England. FloatAway has shipped float tanks to 49 different countries, and their float-around tanks were the ones chosen by Dr. Justin Feinstein to be put into the Liber Float Research Institute. One of the great things about FloatAway is that they are designed and engineered by Colin himself, and both he and Ginny are always so helpful and eager to give advice on not just the tanks that they sell, but all aspects of floating. FloatAway is an expert in tank design and committed to continually innovating and moving float tank technology forward. You can find out more at floataway.com. Great, so... uh, I guess the first thing I'll do at the top of the show here is introduce our special guest, Dylan Com. Welcome back to the hey. show. <laughs> hey, it is <laughs> good to be back. It is so good to be back. It's so good to see your guys' faces. Uh, probably something I, people probably assume. I, I don't know what people think, or if, even if people think of us when the podcast isn't playing, but um, that we'd be chatting this whole time. Like, I, It's been odd that we haven't been in contact. I thought I would be more in touch. But as Lance would oftentimes tell me off the air, I was probably going to go just uh, MIA, and that I did with my two lovely ladies. So um, yeah, I've been, I've been, I've been a daddy, which is crazy and <laughs> awesome and amazing. And I had no idea what was in store for my heart. It is just the most amazing thing in the world. Um, I have a, a beautiful little baby girl, and uh, oh my God, your DNA just wakes up at the, the side of your baby. It's absolutely amazing. So 
So I'll stay <laughs> Get a little, a little caught up. But uh, it, it's absolutely amazing. And uh, it is also, I think I'm also over, overwhelmed because I'm seeing you guys for the first time since having my baby. And it's so good to see you guys. It's so good. Um, so thanks for having me back. <laughs> yeah, it's good to good. see you too. Oh, speaking of which, yeah. great job. I loved that uh, uh, the veterans episode. That was so fascinating. Um, uh, the doing, doing the Kickstarter and what he's doing for veterans mm. was awesome. And just like another great episode for people starting a float center. That was just so cool. Um, I love being able to listen to a fresh episode. <laughs> that was so much fun <laughs> for me. Uh, I loved it. Brian, I don't know. Are you, am, am I out? Am I just occasionally guesting now? Cause I thought you did great. <laughs> that was cool. So that, that I was... appreciate that Dylan, but please come back. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I'm loving being a daddy, <laughs> which by the way, oh my God. So let's see. The float shop is almost five years. Um, Actually, yeah, like re- almost five years uh, to the day coming up here anyway. December 14th, I think, is it. So, um, like, yeah, there's still tons of work to do on the business and everything, and there's still plenty of growth and opportunities and all that cool stuff. But uh, just the fact that I get to be around this little girl all the time, pr- pretty much all the time, is just absolutely amazing. And mm-hmm. um, I'm just so happy that we're in this stage of the business while we're having – uh, our first child. And, and I know other people, uh, like we've had guests in the past, are like having a baby while opening their business. And I can't possibly imagine that. But I'm feeling pretty blessed to be in the place that I'm at right now with uh, with this little girl and the business. The flip side is I think you usually get like a month or two maternity or paternity leave and like you can completely disconnect. You know, I'm still getting texts from the businesses. We're still doing advertising meetings and, and uh, Photoshop work. And, um, you know, i went into the shop and built a filtration system on a, on a Tuesday, actually a Monday and a Tuesday. So I was gone from the shop mm. for, uh, or from our house. I was at the shop like eight hours. Who is at their job for eight <laughs> hours a day? It was the worst. It was just the worst. So uh, it, it's tough to be away from the little one. And I've got baby brain like nobody's business. It's crazy how um, much just like, processing not on the app that you're using (laughs) which is like to build a filtration system or have a conversation but the processing going on in the back of the computer that's just like organizing new files on how to raise a child and and all the good stuff is just taking over and it's just uh just amazing so yeah uh i am loving it hi guys hi Mm. thanks for having me on it's good to have you back it's It's good good to to have you back yeah lance uh how's your week been going (laughs) Uh, my week's been good. It's been quite, well, it's been busy. It's been busy in, in different ways. Um, as you may have heard last week's episode, um, we have had a tank down. Um, we had a leak in one of our liners, so the tank's been down. So our schedule has been full, but we're still down a tank. But <laughs> So it's a different kind of busy. Um, well, we've been fixing that tank in the meantime as well, and we're not putting a liner back in. We are strictly just fiberglassing the inside. Well, it's already fiberglass. We're patching some of the spots on the inside of the tank, painting it up, and we're going to have a hydronic heater on the Oasis. So we're getting rid of the waterbed-style heater and strictly heating it with hot water. So we're just going to be using the hot water supplied from our hot water tank and hot water plumbed throughout our building. And... Um, using that to heat our float tank. That's crazy. Do people do Sim- that? 
similar. Mm. Yeah, there are people that do that. Um, okay. It's similar to just doing underfloor heat um, in a house. Huh. So. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. Crazy cool. Yeah, we've, mm-hmm. we've been working at that. We got some cool video of what we've done and... Yeah, yeah. We got some. We got some. Got the tank flipped over, and we had to do some sort of. We had to do some fiberglassing, and we got some metal in there for heat sinks. And then we got some. Our water line ran around, and uh, we're almost ready to flip it back over, and then uh, do some plumbing. So get a mixer valve in there, and um, yeah, a bunch of shutoff valves and things like that. So. who knows if this will work? I'm pretty <laughs> sure it will work, but if it doesn't, it'll just be a fun, fun lesson. <laughs> it, this is a, an oasis, is that right? Yes, it's just a standard oasis float tank. Have you talked to the manufacturer about this at all? About your plans? No, no, <laughs> just not curious. at all. Not at all. Cool, fascinating. That's awesome. <laughs> and what inspired you to do that? To did you just want to move away from liners? Well, yeah, I didn't. I didn't want to buy a liner from the manufacturer, and I didn't want to wait three weeks to um, get one made. Um, so, oh. yeah, we're just saying. I don't know. We this is what we like to do. We like to right. tinker and <laughs> and upgrade and improve. And we figured there's no better time now than than to do it. And we put it, everything back to. Sorry, go ahead. It, it is one of the tanks that's normally live, though. So this tank yeah. is down yeah. currently? Got this it. is our newest tank, like oh, this wow. liner we got in March, and right now it is November, so it's only, what, six or seven months old, this liner, and it's uh, it's probably been leaking for a month or so, very, very slowly. Sure. We couldn't find the hole. We couldn't find anything like that. So, um, yeah, we just don't want to deal with that anymore, and hopefully if this works, we're going to do our other two tanks, and then we're also going to be tinkering with uh, another idea of converting our um our oasis to rooms so just taking the top off and uh building a top that goes right on and then we'll have hydronic heated oasis float rooms hopefully (laughs) (laughs) Uh, i love your brain lance i love it (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's uh interesting sometimes but uh, as always, my brain is um, in full support of Mr. Matthew DeRouge. He's he's the other crazy half that makes us the crazy duo. Nice. Um, but we have a lot of fun. Oh, um, and that's all that matters in the end. Yes. <laughs> if 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 I can, ah, sorry if this is totally totally sidestepping. But just on the last episode, you talked about your new logo. I got to check that out. Very nice. Very fresh, clean, and. I love the way the letter loops over itself that has a little bit of dimension to it. It just gives it that extra extra pep. And then the the actual symbol I love because it was just it felt like classic Lance to me. Yeah, that, <laughs> that was that, my um, response. Illuminati. Our our logo is just the um basically just text. So uh-huh. we're just going with float shack as our logo, uh-huh. but we call it the emblem and that's gonna be used um sporadically. So that's only sure getting used in small ways not really in your face and each part of that emblem can be broken down to mean or represent a certain meaning so um hmm. there's a lot of sort of detail not really detail but a lot of there's a lot into that emblem we have that's cool and um we're able to get a lot of cool projects done we've already got a whole round of stickers and that being printed and <laughs> our business cards are coming and 
Uh, our gift cards are done, but um, I'm doing something cool. I think I spoke on on this maybe last episode on our gift cards. Um, but I got some cool envelopes. There's some midnight black, some really dark black envelopes. Um, and what I'm doing is I'm putting our gift cards inside these envelope. Um, they're about the size of a business card. Um, and then on the back, um, I'm putting a wax seal and I got a stamp made should be in the mail any day now. And I'm going to be stamping the back of the envelopes. Nice. So when somebody gets one of our gift cards for Christmas, it's just a jet black envelope with this mysterious wax stamp <laughs> on the back. So, um, it may take a little bit of time, but we're hoping that, um, it really brings a lot more value to the actual gift card come Christmas. Mm. Cause I know we've sort of failed uh, previous holidays. So trying to step our game up for this year and we're still running a little late as always, but I think that's just who I am as a person. So nice. nice. <laughs> how many, uh, how many days do you have until your first big uh, promotion here? Um, well, we started I running our campaign right now, so okay. we're just waiting for the people to come in. So Sweet. Um, and it's slowly starting to increase day by day, and I know the closer we get to Christmas, the busier we get oh, each yeah. day. Yeah. Um, how's guys... everything? Oh, sorry. Sorry. No. Well, well, yeah, we should talk about Amy's week before I just keep keep going off on tangents here, hearing about your guys, <laughs> catching up with you guys. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm curious. I know Amy dipped off to the complete opposite climate of mine. Yeah, I know yeah, we're snowy and yes. white, but you were in Florida, were you it's not? Florida, and it was warm and sunny and beautiful and not humid, which is what we live with in, in Tennessee, in Nashville. And uh, yeah, I kind of took a few days to uh, recuperate and get some rest. Um, I'm finding that... I work really well when I go at things hard and then I take time and I completely step away uh, and I don't need as, need as many days. I'm finding I can do that less and less without uh, and still get come away with uh, the feeling of rest. Uh, but while we were gone, something kind of cool happened that I wanted to share uh, mostly just to brag <laughs> um, and to brag on our employees and because we didn't find out about this until today, actually. Uh, but we went to Florida, and Mark Mark is pretty much my family. He goes with me everywhere. So Mark, Mark and I and my husband went to Florida. And when we got back, we got back on Sunday. And uh, we were still kind of insulated. I, I dealt with some, um, some personal issues I needed to take care of when we got back. But we found out that while we were gone, one of our employees, uh, his grandmother, got very, very ill. Mm. And while he did go away, we knew that he went away for Thanksgiving. Um, she ended up, um, unfortunately, in hospice. So he was, um, he's been going through kind of a rough time. And he didn't, of course, realize he'd, he'd come back into town Saturday or he'd planned to come back into town Saturday because he had a shift on Sunday, not realizing what was going to happen. Um, and we found out that he came, he drove from Arkansas Sunday in the middle of the night, did his shift, turned around, turned around and drove back to Arkansas to be with his grandmother. So um, our team had been, had stepped up and was able to take over some other uh, of his shifts for him, but there was just no one to cover that shift. Now, during this time, no one contacted Mark Mark or I. Um, This was all taken care of by the employees and 
man, Hebron, of course, first of all, it breaks my heart. I feel really bad that we weren't here um, to to take care of that, to handle that for him, because I'm sure that put um, a lot of stress on an already stressful situation. But what we are proud of and what makes us really thrilled and what really warmed our hearts this week was the fact that, number one, uh, our group of beautiful people stepped up and took care of things, um, that despite his circumstances, he, he made stuff happen. Um, man, I wish we could have prevented that, but holy crap, the fact that you have an, I, we had an employee who did that for us mm-hmm. right, uh, in right. the middle of this dire situation, um, really just, wow, um, really made us feel loved and cared for and meant a lot. And um, so we, we are actually letting him uh, take some time. He's, he's taking the rest of the week. Mark and I are taking over his, his schedule for cool. this week uh, to take care of him. But uh, you don't really know what you got until stuff like that happens. And then you sit back and think, oh, my gosh, um, these people really care about our business like we do. They care about the community. They care about what we do. And... Even at great personal sacrifice, they are stepping up and making things happen. And that is just tremendous to me. That's something that doesn't happen every day. That's not something that happens with part-time employees. Um, So we were really just touched this week and feel really blessed. You know, and here in the U.S., we're in a uh, season of Thanksgiving. And we sure had a lot to be thankful for this week. And uh, we just felt really really blessed so yeah that was a beautiful thing i wanted to brag on my brag on my people Mm -hmm. um yeah that's incredible yeah and uh yeah so i know it's like everything else after that really doesn't Uh, seem as profound but uh uh yeah we're gearing up we we took some Mm. time off like i said i came back i had some personal things to deal with and we are just now kind of hitting the ground running um we took a week to kind of uh step back and not really deal with with too much but we're getting ready to gear up of course for the holiday season we have our social media analytical meeting coming up this week uh, so professional always always a professional amy <laughs> no it's no it's called yeah, being so, so attentive <laughs> um and liking everything in its box and having meetings and having time so you know I, I have problems i have issues and i totally totally accept that i will take some of those problems uh, please please <laughs> my business partner isn't as excited about it as you are <laughs> nice. but, <laughs> but yeah we're gearing up and getting excited and um this is a fun time of year. This is the time we get to see people we don't normally see. And we get to show, oftentimes people come in, and if there's nobody in tanks, we get to show people who've never floated before, never stepped in. They're buying a gift for a friend. This cool. is the time we get to show them cool. yeah. and give them tours and nice. talk about things we love to talk about, which is floating. <laughs> That's so cool. Everybody's kind of getting awesome. excited. And, up, ready to go. And we always, well... I started putting candy out on our desk ever since Halloween. That sort of <laughs> fell into, you know, this holiday season. So I'm just going with it. So now, you know, always know, candy at our desk now. <laughs> we have a bowl of Hershey Kisses that we keep topped up in the lobby, and people love it. And I always tell people, you know, try one before your float, try one after, and just, just see how special it 
seems after. It, it yeah, starts. That, that's what I was going to ask. Is that do you do people notice a? Is there sensory perception as far as taste goes? Do people notice a huge difference? If we point it out, people will say, "Oh, yeah, you're right." Um, so sometimes, you know, if we, if we point it out, lots of that's what I find a lot about floating is some people they get out and they maybe aren't as in touch with them, with their cells or their bodies or how they live day to day. And sometimes when you take a moment, say, hey, you know, you look like you're walking easier. All of a sudden you can see them stop and take a moment like, oh, yeah. Oh, my gosh, I can move. I can do this. Sometimes you just have to remind them that there's been changes taking right. place. That's interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But that chocolate, man, people will love you forever. Have you ever had chocolate little on float? Yeah, <laughs> man, yeah. <laughs> it, it started with the, the classic the classic suckers with us, you know, the, the red, yellow, green, and orange. Uh, dum-dums? And now, no, now we're like little 80% dark chocolate. Yeah, <laughs> nice, nice. Oh, well, we got fancy for a while, too. We had, pe- we had, a, we had a huge salt lamp. That we have on the corner of our desk, um, we took it and we actually put it on the other side of the desk because people would lick it. Um, Are you joking? I am not even joking. People would come out and they would come up and they would lick no. them, and we're all sitting there looking at them no. like, "What, no, what no, do no, we no, no. say?" Or they would lick their fingers and then they'd like touch the lamp and lick. Them. So yeah, it was a problem. That's why I squirt so... guns at my house. I squirt the cats. You squirt those customers. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> it was an issue. So much of when we moved it, and as a joke, one of our employees bought this container of Himalayan salt and put oh, tester on yeah. it so that people would, if they, <laughs> instead of licking the lamp, maybe they would use the tester. That's um, great. <laughs> it was a joke, but the reality of it is, it got used a lot, and people were what they were doing. It was like it looked like they were taking tequila shots. They were like <laughs> licking their hand, dumping some Himalayan salt on, licking the salt, and then taking the chocolate. I was like, <laughs> what kind of place? Are we? Yeah, dude, let's oh, go out to float Nashville know. tonight. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just do some Salt shots, and shots. Kisses. It'll be great. <laughs> uh, like, now everyone like, listening is gonna go and lick their salt lamp. Don't lick, no, please don't lick no. your salt lamp. <laughs> do it after <laughs> hours. Don't let your customers. nothing's nothing's right. gonna grow on your salt lamp. It's okay. You can but, lick it. It's all good. <laughs> Wait a minute. It's yeah, a salt actually. lamp. We we cannot be the only one who has this problem. I, I oh, I'm sure there's believe. others. Please, if anyone's listening and people, they have issues with people licking their salt lamps. And I mean, ours is a huge, like ours is a 60 pound, you know, two foot salt lamp. Um, please let us know. <laughs> I'm going to do a survey yeah, I'm not on, alone on Twitter. In this. When this episode launches, I'm going to do a survey and, and we're going to see the percentage of people who have had customers. I'm guessing 0% have had customers oh. lick salt lamps. Not so including your vote. Nashville people? <laughs> no, it's a it's a southern thing. Uh, <laughs> uh, I can so I can hear I can see a float center owner like at the desk listening to this part of the podcast, then looking up and seeing the <laughs> salt lamp in front of him. It's like, oh no, should I? Hmm. What does it taste like? Hmm. <laughs> I'm so curious now. Now I'm thinking, what do they taste like, Brian? You got me interested. <laughs> Oh I man! But yep, that was an issue. I'd and it did lead to some good chocolate things. <laughs> what was that, Lance? What I was going to I, I was gonna say I've licked the salt lamp, but it hasn't you... came. It haven't came a problem yet. <laughs> <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> 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 
It's not, it's not like a chia pet. You know, like, 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 I'm, I'm an occasional licker. I'm yeah. not like a you know, lick you know, multiple times a day kind of guy. Okay. okay. It's not a problem. I see. It's Why problem. not? Yeah. No, you can actually just get small chunks of Himalayan salt and just keep them in your backpack or whatever and bust them in your water bottle if you need some minerals or electrolytes. And... You know, like a, a lick before work just to kind of ease down a little bit or right before bed. Salt lamp right next to you. Why not? Do it. Why not? You can do it. <laughs> they they sell those little like little brick you know brick versions of Himalayan salt lamps that you know don't don't have a light in them or electrical cord. You could you could probably buy those and or or you can probably just, sell them at the front know. desk. I need the extra. I need the electricity running through it. You, you need the ionized, I'm at that stage. Uh, yeah. yeah, I'm not mm-hmm. chill like Lance. Yeah. That occasional. I got to get my full electrical salt lamp. <laughs> I, I like my salt lamps non-GMO. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Oh, my oh, goodness. Please so, let it not just be Nashville people. Uh, it's it's uh, oh. been a f- what, like, I think a few weeks. It's been a while since... Um, Turkey Day, Black Friday, all that insanity and all that stuff by the time this the show goes out. I'm curious how your guys is, if you guys haven't talked about it already, uh, how that went for you guys. And did you do sales? Did you say, I'm not being part of that? I don't want to fight for that tiny piece of the pie. I also don't know what the topic is for today's show, so I'm sorry if I'm derailing <laughs> everything. But uh, <laughs> No, let's, let, yeah, let's talk about... Uh... People's Black Friday, Cyber Monday, Small Business Saturday. Right, I probably, couldn't keep track. Probably of it five all. other uh, holidays I'm missing. Yeah. I'm laying salt back. Amy- salt, salt lamp Saturday. <laughs> <laughs> so, Amy, you did know, you do anything? Yeah, I didn't, and I'll tell you what. I did learn something interesting though. Um, normally, we close Black Friday. Uh, mm. I encourage my employees, if they want to, to be with their families. This year, we had an employee who was in town. Uh, she is saving up for a plane ticket to bring her son in here at the holidays and ask if she could work. And I said, sure, why not? So we, we did. We put an eight-hour shift on the on the books for Black Friday. And in the past, our first year, we opened back Black Friday, and it was just dead, 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 mm-hmm. dead as a doornail. Maybe we had one or two floaters. This year, we, we booked up the eight-hour shift, and I realized that we've grown to the point where at oh. least we can now um, open probably Black Friday, even though we don't do sales. Um, but it's that's just not our thing. It's just it's, just a fine for people floating, though, like financially. Right, okay, right. Cool. It makes it it makes it worthwhile. So, um, so that was a, that was a positive thing, but no, we, we don't do anything at this point. Um, I just feel there's too much other stuff going on that has people's attention. I'm going to let them focus on that and, uh, I'll, I'll get them a little bit later on. <laughs> I just don't want to add to the noise going right. on that day. Yeah. And it's, there's nothing wrong with it. I don't have issues. It's just a personal personal preference I, I hear the resentment in your voice amy i, f- I feel that you do have issues <laughs> just really angry and yeah. angry and bitter <laughs> in a corner no i'm really not how about how about you lance absolutely not <laughs> <laughs> i think some of those black friday sales are ridiculous and it's uh, feeding the machine the beast the consumerism the, the madness all right let's shut down the canadian blah, enough blah, enough blah, 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 blah. <laughs> no um, we didn't have any sale. There's nothing like that going on here. It's right, just a normal right. Thursday for us. It was a normal <laughs> Friday where we got like tons of cool videos of you guys 
burning down department stores <laughs> and God. abusing each other. And yeah, no, um, no, there still was sales uh, and stuff going around. Um, we do get the Black Friday promotions around here, but um, uh, no. We didn't have any sales. You'll I didn't want to. I didn't want to fill the the chatter or the noise, as Amy calls it. Like mm-hmm. I, I, I think it should be called madness. But it's more <sighs> of an entertainment holiday for Canadians watching the insanity yeah, that's occurring in the states. Pretty much, it's it's just like a bonus episode to <laughs> to the election. But <laughs> no, I'm, right. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I, no, go ahead, Amy. I was going to say, I really think, um, quite frankly, you know, from a business standpoint, I think, uh, Lance, you brought it up as well. There's a lot going on. There's a lot of things competing for people's attention. And I just don't want to be, I, I don't want to have to fight over that. Mm-hmm. That's I'm a small business. Um, for me, that just does not seem to make the most sense for my marketing dollars. That doesn't seem like a good deal. Uh, for me. So so I think there is some things to think about business-wise on that day, things to take into consideration um, as to whether you should or should not participate in Black Friday. Um, but there are some float centers that were doing it, and I'm assuming they probably did all right. Yeah, we did. Yeah, but overall, down with Black Friday. Hashtag opt outside. Go Canada. (laughs) So, Dylan, what did you do? (laughs) What did you? Yeah, I was going to say, Dylan, did you float shop do anything? Yeah, we did. It's great. Like every year we we go, ah, we don't want to do anything. We don't want to do anything. And then I swear to God, like the night before we'll go, let's have a little sale. Let's do a little sale. And we'll come up with something real quick. And this year we went... Before we're having the baby, we're making making a plan. We're making a, a sale for, for Black Friday, and we're really going to actually participate with this. So proud. Well, we didn't follow through. Don't get oh, me wrong. Oh, uh, the best intentions. We, we, uh, we, we don't have uh, analytic Thursdays like Amy and, <laughs> and Float Nashville. Um, but uh, so we actually did come up with the, the plan, the pricing, and then um, kind of closer after little erica was born uh sandra made the did the photoshop stuff and i did some some web work and uh yeah so we actually did a a sale friday a different sale saturday different sale sunday and a different sale monday was kind of the initial plan and then we were just going to have rather than turning them off and on at midnight each night or whatever. We're just going to have them all on at the same time. So you can, if you do log into MindBody to purchase, you could see them. And uh, what I what I found actually after the first day, so the first thing we did was spacewalk. Uh, so float, acupuncture, massage, and a meal. We get you all day, kind of our biggest thing. And then um, it got, you know, then it went uh, float massage. And then on Sunday it was float acupuncture. And then Monday it was floats. Uh, normally they're 70. We sold them for 49 uh, and, um, we sent an email out, I think two weeks beforehand, maybe it was a week and a half, something like that. Just saying, uh, we, we tend to have pretty robust emails. We do a, a floater spotlight. We, um, take a picture of one of our floaters. They answer a bunch of questions about how they got into floating, what they get out of it, what we can improve, all that good stuff. And, uh, we give updates on what's going on at the shop. Obviously we got the float away tranquility that was in, in our latest, uh, 
email. Um, we had a, a pregnant wife, a co-owner at the time. So she was in there with her belly, which was awesome. And we announced that there was a sale that was going to go on. And these were the four different prices and everything just to kind of prime the pump a little bit. And so like when, when that whole, when all the, the noise starts happening, at least we had that signal kind of out there beforehand. Um, and then, um, then we did uh, Facebook ads, and I think we paid somewhere around $60 a day, something to that effect, for each day, kind of launching one, and we would just keep it out there for a couple days afterwards, and that was um, that was pulling people in well, and something I did after the first day was I switched from, you know, click this link to purchase a gift card, and click this link to purchase for yourself, which you kind of have to do in mind body. It's a little annoying. Um, instead, I just said, Every, every ad from Saturday, Sunday, and Monday just said, go to this. It just brought you to a web page that had all of our ads in them. So it had a big picture, the price, and then on there it said, buy it for yourself, buy it for a you know loved one or whatever, gift card. Um, and it really simplified everything, and they got to know all the sales. And they could really pick and choose what they wanted to do, a little bit lower pressure on me, and also a lot lower pressure on them. Um, and then, what was it? Tuesday morning... Uh, we put a, uh, what was it? Yeah, Tuesday 4 a.m., an email went out to everybody that just said, hey, you know, Black Friday, a lot of pressure and all that stuff. That's not what we're about at all. We want things to be nice and easy and relaxed, so we're extending our float discount sale through the end of Friday. So that went on uh, for three or four more days um, just to uh, kind of lower lower the stress of it all. And um, the, the weekend did gangbusters i mean we i mean well i don't know if gangbusters i don't know how much sales other people do but we um were by let's see here by so let's see here just including the black friday yeah friday saturday sunday monday we are up 33 35 percent of our monthly revenue uh from those days or um so so it, it was for us it was good it was like low rather than feeling like competition it was like Here's a sale. Here's here's what we have going on, and it was it didn't feel like a battle, you know. It was just like, yeah, we're part of it. And I always think of the cable networks because I grew up without cable, and there were just a few channels. And then my mind was open to having five thousand channels, and I realized just everybody's fighting for these tiny slices of a pie. And um, yeah, we were. I mean, every day, all of us are fighting for that tiny slice of a pie. And as Lance has pointed out before, we're, we're all fighting for that. Um, spa dollar or the the self-improvement dollar uh, of that pie that people are willing to spend whether it's yoga or going to a massage or if it's going in for a float and um so yeah we we threw our hat in that ring it didn't feel dirty competitive or like we were hustling or pushing elbowing people um and so that was great uh the reports were that uh people spent more money i think ever uh this this black friday weekend mm -hmm. and definitely uh online was huge and of course mm -hmm. places like amazon are going to be taking um the big bite of that but uh us little guys can take our portion and it and it feeds us you know it helps us pay rent and all that stuff and um you know we're not making millions of dollars but uh it it um it's enough for us where quote unquote fighting for that piece of the pie is worthwhile um and uh, yeah, so that was awesome for us. And I felt good about sending the follow-up email to say, like, now that all that is done, just so you know, you can still get these at a discount. 
it's also a little bit of a last hurrah. I, I think I've talked about this before. Uh, we are switching. Well, I know I've talked about this for a long, long time. I'm switching to the single membership price. Um, I, I know I even spoke about that at the at the roundtable. And uh, yeah, we're getting away from the different tiers. It, it feels too complicated. People just get this overload of just all this information when they come out of a float. So we're stripping it all down. We're doing one, one membership price, uh, and we'll be launching that in December. So this, not that anybody knows this, but it was a little bit of a last hurrah. I'm like, it's probably one of the last real pushes on discounted floats, and I'm, I'm sure it will happen again, but our energy is really going to be devoted towards uh, getting people in for memberships uh, from this point mm. forward. And so uh, rather than, you know, free float Friday, it might be a free month of membership uh Friday, you know, monthly giveaways, that kind of thing, or but just anything to build excitement for memberships rather than the individual floats, because that's just uh, what we found to be really works well for our business is, is uh, the, those guaranteed member dollars. Nice. Yep. So, nice. uh, yeah, no, I have no integrity. I was willing to fight for, for, for it on Black Friday, <laughs> but uh, yeah, it worked great. Yeah. I think I I don't uh, yeah I better back up I I don't think that there's anything wrong with with fighting for Black Friday dollars I don't think it's right for us I, yes and yes. remember I'm thinking from a standpoint of we are a three float tank center mm. and um, the way that we've set up our marketing throughout the year and the way that we do our planner Facebook ads is just very different um, I don't think there's anything wrong with Black Friday it just does not for us hasn't worked in the past and mm. um, so we just don't want to fight over the noise there's a lot of noise here in <laughs> it's nashville so true. it's so true but and, uh, and yeah, but I, no i i love it i love it i love it um i'm looking forward then that gives me hope that this will be a uh a record gift card year for all of us yeah so that's the other thing is it gets the sales out of the way for us where we don't have any more sales for the rest of the year um ah, okay we, we have played with it in the past but um for <laughs> We're so professional. We just uh, we'll, out of feeling, we'll talk about it and we'll we'll do a little promo or something. But really, we we don't plan on anything for the rest of the year because people just show up. It's kind of crazy. We do put a banner up on our building that says gift cards or gift certificates available, and that gets the walk-in traffic. And we'll probably will pay for uh, Facebook ads, but it won't be for anything discounted. It's just just keeping that brand out there, keeping the, the float shop logo out there. So it's in people's minds. So when they think about it, they think about purchasing from us and, and spreading that good floaty love to the friends and family in, in Portland. So I, like it. I don't think you have to discount this. This comes up a lot. And I always like, uh, I don't know if it's float facilitator or float collective or where I've heard this in the past, but uh, people do a lot of discounts around the holidays. And boy, I, I, I don't think you got to do that around the around like Hanukkah Christmas like that time no there people are spending people want to buy things for people do small discounts if anything because people like deals of course do a 10% you know do something very small um, but but don't don't cut yourself short cuz uh, people will find you anyway mm, true do do you feel that's that's true yeah, I do. And, and I'm even, I'm kind of at the point where a small discount, it's funny because Mark and I, my business partner and I had this discussion the other day uh, when we were talking about um, pricing on our sales that we do have coming up. And 
I talked about, you know, should we do just like a $10 thing? And he's like, you really think people are going to come in just because you have a $10 sale? I mean, really? Uh-huh. Do people really give a crap at this time of year about $10? <laughs> um, and, and, you know, I do. I, I think about that. Does that really incentivize any anyone to do anything? So it's almost like, should we go to this whole go big or go home type deal? Um, and that $10, if they're going to come in anyway, that $10 really does add up. If you're selling um, 200 gift certificates and mm-hmm. you're giving a $10 discount hoping that it'll help, well, you know, there's $2,000 <laughs> off the table that, you know, maybe 1950 yeah. of it would have been there anyway kind of thing. I, uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I don't know what the I, answer is. But I think a lot of it is it. the marketing that comes with it because sure. often people have sales or they pick a day they focus on that and they market towards that. And then, you know, is it the sale that brings the people in or is it the marketing, the awareness, the, you know, letting them know that you're still there? Like, mm-hmm. you know, it, it's a hard thing to figure out, but yeah. And, and I, you know, one, oh, I was going to say, one thing that changed my mind this year is, you know, a lot of people were doing, <laughs> not necessarily the float industry, but a lot of the biggies like Amazon were doing Black Friday. They were hyping their Black Friday deals ahead of time. And a lot of the major retailers were hyping Black Friday deals ahead of time. And I had several people, and by several, I mean three people who actually came out and said, you know, some of the Black Friday deals were like 10% off, 15% <laughs> off. And they're like, really? Yeah, yeah. Whatever. Screw that crap. Yeah. I'm not going out for 15 You know, they were actually, it actually turned them off yeah. and mm. was a negative thing. It's like, you know, for 10, 15%, if I'm going to get it anyway, who gives a crap? And, and that's an important thing about the psychograph, psychograph of your demographic. Like, yeah. so Amazon knows what they're doing, right? They've done some testing and they figured out, hey, we could just do a tiny discount here and still rake in the cash. Like, all we have to say is sale, do 10%. We're going to get a million, millions of people coming in here. Um, is our demographic, do they think that way as well, I guess is the question. And I'm sure that varies from city to city and, and country to country. But, um, yeah, I think what Lance is saying is completely right. Like, so much of it is just, hey, look at us. Like, hey, over here, we're having – having a sale or just drawing attention to ourselves. The other part is the actual discount amount. And then I honestly think there is um, just like a fishing lure spinning in the water. You know, it's shiny. It doesn't matter if it's 1% or if it's 90% off. It's just, it gets people's attention and that'll bring people in. So where our clientele lies on that spectrum, I, I don't know. I don't know. I do know that boy i think discounts make a big difference like if you price something at 59.99 that makes a tremendous difference than pricing it at 60 dollars. it's these really silly things that sandra and i fight over a lot and when i say fight i do put that in quotation marks but we we battle and um like just everything i read about it says that these these things make a difference and then it gets weird for me of like how much of the psychology game do i want to play with my customer base like mm-hmm. at what point do i feel like i'm dirty you know does this not sit well with my soul is really what it gets down to um or could i potentially profit more at the cost of the feeling of my soul or something that's could be even potentially worse is i get a lot of money now but not in the future like i i kind of uh, rake people over the coals without them knowing about it and i abuse it don't take care of them and then they leave go find somebody that'll treat them better or not floating at all um Mm. Just some thoughts. <laughs> yeah. No, good ones. Good ones to consider for sure. Yeah. Whew, so, yeah, Black Friday, good stuff. 
So before we get into our main topic today, I want to give a shout out to our other sponsor, Helm. Helm is software built from the ground up for float centers. It fulfills a number of needs from scheduling and customer management to credit card payments and metric tracking for your tanks. It can even handle your staff scheduling. Since its inception, Helm has grown to include unmanned and and practitioner-based services like saunas, massage, and acupuncture. They're used by over 90 float centers across the U.S. and have a 100% retention rate. Worried about maintaining your current data? Helm offers streamlined import from MindBody, SpaBooker, and others. In fact, they actually clean up your data in the process so that it comes into Helm cleaner and more useful than ever before. Check out floathelm.com to schedule a free tour of the software, and someone will personally walk you through the software and answer any questions you might have. That's floathelm.com, and thanks again to Floathelm for sponsoring us. Uh, hey guys, this is Erica Mia Calm. Hi, Erica. Baby. Um, and for listeners, Sandra is here as well. Hi, everybody. And, uh, this is our little one. If oh, uh-huh. <laughs> yep. she loves sleeping, and when she's not getting good sleep, she loves making faces. I'll see if I can get a screenshot uh-huh. of this. <laughs> uh, she's vocal. You know, if she's not sleeping well, or she, she, by all means, she can cry. There you go. See some of those squeaks. There. She just makes some squeaks to let you know maybe her head isn't right or what have you. And she furrows her brow like a pro, man. She's able to show dissatisfaction very well. <laughs> and, uh, it's been amazing. Like every day, it's a new baby. Like her eyes getting brighter, more life in her eyes, more eye contact, that kind of thing. It's just been absolutely amazing. So, uh, wow. yeah, this girl's just taken over our lives, and it's been the it's, best. It's been the best. That's the, the best. Big, get the headphone. <laughs> um, that's been the most amazing thing. Is is uh, um. I don't know. You hear a lot of rough things. You know, I heard a lot of rough things about pregnancy in general. And Sandra was always so amazing. And like, there what? She's not having any of this. Uh, <laughs> there wasn't lots of, uh, I don't know, crazy requests and no fights or anything like that. It went real smoothly. And now this baby is also just treating us so well. Diaper changes are easy. Sleeping. There have been some issues with sleeping, but I mean. You know, that's why there's maternity and paternity leave, right? So, like, you can kind of adjust to all that stuff on be on her schedule while things change over. So We're working it out. We're working it We're out. We're working as a team. Nice. Today, today was one of the first really rough days of, like, we did not sleep and some snippiness and, and that sort of thing. But overall, it is – there's a term I've learned called unicorn baby, which is just, like, an easy baby. And I think we might have a baby unicorn on our hands. <laughs> she's, just been, wow. she's just been so easy. And, uh, yeah, she's a beautiful how, how long? How long has that been? Uh, at this point, she is two weeks and three. In a couple days, yeah. Three or wow. four days. Yeah. She was I'm going yeah, to check back in two months and see if you still have the perfect little unicorn I baby. I know, I know. Every yeah. time I say that, I, I know. The, the, shoe, the other shoe could drop I any, think so. any moment. I've had a Some few friends say the same thing. Oh yeah, uh, thanks, Lance. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope that some of it is just who we are, also as um, as partners and um, as parents. That you know, these things that are coming up are just like totally part of the course, and we're game for that. 
we didn't sign up for this to be just mm-hmm. totally smooth sailing. And so when she is cranky and um, just griping about the uh, the challenge of having <laughs> a digestive system all night long, then that's okay. Yeah, I guess that is a good point. Yeah, yeah. Maybe we're just unicorn parents, baby. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> <laughs> we are amazing. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> Dylan's amazing, guys. He's been just Aww. incredible. Yeah, Sandra's been an amazing mom. It has been so eye-opening to see this woman... Uh, just all of her love be poured out to this little baby is just mm. absolutely incredible. So it's amazing. Thanks guys. Yeah. Uh, well now I just want her Aww. to be in my arms the whole yeah. time. Um, I reluctantly will hand her off to you, honey. Okay. Aww. Thank you. Aww. And I'm going to go in for a close up just so you can see like, yeah, tell them baby. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys see it, but I think she looks <laughs> just like me. It's crazy. Uh, that's, I, honestly, that's, was my first thought, is she does. She looks like you, Dylan, I have to say. Full head of hair, that's for sure. Born yeah, with a full head the of hair. hair. And, it's uh, crazy. Yeah, I just feel like I'm looking at a mini me every time. It's so crazy. <laughs> it's so crazy. Bye, guys. Bye, sweetie. The hardest thing is uh, once that I, like it's so hard to leave that child. It's it's so uh, difficult, and uh, coming back to the show is actually difficult. So, <laughs> what is what's the topic, Brian? <laughs> well, the topic today we were going to talk about uh, efficiency, uh, particularly what what have you guys created to make life easier in your float center. Is it color-coded towels, the optimum mm. towel folding technique? Um, what, what do you guys use to make your, make your float center run at operational efficiency um, so that you're using less time and resources with the staff that you have? Well, first off, we use Helm, www.floathelm.com. <laughs> oh, we did that already. We did that already. <laughs> hey, that's from yeah. the heart. Get this paper out of my face. This is from the heart. No, seriously. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, it's funny you, you mentioned the towels. And actually, that's funny. I think Lance even made a post about this a while ago about, I think, maybe rolling towels instead of folding. Uh, but uh, since we have a service, we we fold body towels and we don't fold um, – Actually, they come to us folded, but we want them a particular way. So we refold body towels, but not the floor ones, because who cares? That's that's how we do. Did you start rolling, Lance? I mean, your towels? Uh, no, <laughs> I don't know if there's a more efficient way or not for any of that. I don't know. I made a post a while back asking um, <laughs> if people fold their towels or roll their towels. Right now, we roll our towels. Well, that's why, but... Uh, yeah, I wanted to cool. talk about efficiency this episode and things we've learned from opening our doors to this point on how we've became more efficient. Um, because, mm. you know, cool. on a day-to-day routine basis, those things count. Those things go the distance. I know um, when we're changing over tanks and I can find a way, you know, to cut down my time three or four minutes in between changeovers, that's a huge amount of time when... You have very few minutes to get a lot done. So, yeah, some of the things that um, 
between floats, some of the things I have done to uh, make things more efficient is basically I clean every room the exact same way. Um, and it starts with mopping. So first thing I do is I get in the rooms. I start mopping in the cleanest spot first. I start at the cleanest spot and I work my way to the dirty spot. I don't grab the dirty spot and spread it across the room. Um, that is something when we first started, um, I never put thought to that. I just get in there and start mopping. But sometimes that's that salt water. You just drag it around the room and it, it, it make uh, more of a mess. And then um, I like to take, I like to. Mom must be so proud. I like to take the Both towels parents. Parents. Um, that people have left in our basket that are wet and wipe off all the salt from the float tank first thing, and then I also use that same towel to wipe down um, the water from the shower. We also have squeegees for that as well. Um, depends how quick I'm feeling, but I can either squeegee down the shower or uh, use the towel. And then after um, the best thing I've ever found to clean a float tank, and some people aren't using this. Um, vinegar water. <laughs> um, I didn't know that some float centers are actually struggling with how to get salt off of things, and vinegar is amazing. It almost eats the salt. Um, our standard vinegar water mixture is like um, a ratio of one to four, so a quarter of it's vinegar, the rest water, and that will eat the salt up. Um, if you have really crusty concentrations or high concentrations of salt, you can... Um, you know, put a little more vinegar in there. But same thing um, with cleaning the tanks as um, uh, mopping the floors is I start from the cleanest spot and work my way down. Um, I know sometimes we've had uh, employees that would wipe the tank and they'd drag that salt water up top and then you'd feel that sort of salty glaze after. So I always like to start from the cleanest spot and work to the dirtiest. And just basically we use microfiber towels, um, amazing for float centers and cleaning in general using microfiber towels for like everyday cleaning has changed my life <laughs> it's made me want to clean um i've used old towels and rags and things like that and you're often leaving lint or, or string or strands or something like that around but the microfibers right i don't know there's something about them they're just pure magic <laughs> And, uh, yeah, I know when we, when we first got going, um, cleaning rooms would be, a we, we would do things all different every single time until we found something that worked for us, for us and been able to, um, you know, optimize that and make it more efficient. Have you found things for you, Amy, that help you improve in between changeovers? Yeah, actually, we the, the biggest thing we did is we do have kits in every single room that has everything that's needed. So the first thing that happens when they walk in a room, they walk to the back. We are required in the state of Tennessee to flip on the tanks from within the room. So first thing we do, we walk back, we flip on the, the system, the pump filter system, and we grab the cleaning kits, the uh, skimmer and the squeegee. And the kit has the rags already in it, has the cleaner in it, um, so we can immediately start spraying everything down, um, grabbing the towels, squeegeeing the floors. Yeah, and we do, each of us has a way that is most efficient for us. Um, so we used to argue, Mark and I used to argue all the time, the best way to, to get a room done quickly. And what we found was that 
we we spent more time arguing uh, more than anything. So I have the way that I do it that works for me. Mm-hmm. I have a system that I like and I want it done like that. Uh, Mark has a system that works for him. Uh, the way that we we teach our we train our cl- our clients. We train our employees. <laughs> Wish we could train our clients. Clean the room. We train our employees a very specific way, and we tell them if there's something you want to change, that's fine. But we do time how quickly they get the room done. So nice. as long as they can nice. get it done in and meet the standards that we have and do it within a certain amount of time, perfectly fine. Huh. Um, but but having a kit in each room that has everything that yeah. they need so they're not walking from room to room and they have rules about, you know, if the cleaner is getting low, that means that you take it out and you take it to the kitchen, you leave it there, you fill it after everybody's in and you clean. We have trays that we switch out with the earplugs, the makeup wipes, and the, um, what am I missing, uh, Vaseline packets. Mm-hmm. Um, they set them out of the room. They put sanitized, we sanitize in between each float. We put a sanitized one in after the float. They grab the unsanitized, the used trays. They go out to the kitchen. They fill the bottles. So as soon as they go in, after somebody comes out the next float, they've got the clean bottle for that room that's all filled. Mm-hmm. Um, they have the clean um, sanitized trays. So there's a system, and the system system works. It's consistent, and it feels good. So I, I know for Systems, like in between so clients, like Agreed. becoming more efficient um, for me has came down. Part of it has came down to giving efficient walkthroughs. So um, telling people for up for me a big thing um, is telling people when their time is up and before they get out of their tank to wring their hair off and sort of sort of brush their body off. Um, that g- encourages them to keep most of the salt and water in the float tank, which saves us salt, saves us water, and saves us mess. Um, sometimes if people treat it like they do when they get out of a, you know, a hot tub and they get out and it's just a whoosh, and, you know, you're losing a lot more water that way. And if you don't have proper slopage and drainage in your room, um, that's a lot more mopping. So that'd be me. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Uh, that's that's a good point. Um, that's one thing we did this year with our other two rooms. We put proper drainage and slopage mm-hmm. in the rooms. Nice. It has been amazing. <laughs> it's cut down so much on mm-hmm. the amount of of cleaning floors afterwards. I mean, Yuck. it has been phenomenal. yeah proper. We Best we fixed we one of our Hands rooms down. and it's I'm definitely jealous. a lot nicer than the other two for cleaning. Um, I used to tell people. <laughs> I just stopped telling people this. Um, I'll tell you why. I used to tell people to, to squeegee off, squeegee themselves off after they're, they get out of the float tank to keep the, to keep oh, the water no. in the tank. Oh, no. uh, we had squeegees <laughs> in the room that we would use for cleaning, like just squeegeeing the shower. Oh, no. We had people that would get out of the, we think, we're suspecting this. They'd get out of the float tank, they'd walk across the float room and grab the squeegee off the wall, walk back into the oh, float tank, and then squeegee themselves <laughs> off in the float tank, and then put the squeegee on top of the tank. We had, it's, it came up multiple times until we had to, like, you know, Matt brought up that I did like change my my vocabulary when talking about. So I say brush yourself off now. So when you're before you get out of the float tank, please wring out your hair and brush yourself off, not squeegee. Words, words matter, people. Words matter. <laughs> the struggle's real. Something that has also worked for us for efficiency as well has been setting up 
automation. So that's automation of our lights. Uh, mostly our lights, our float tanks, our music, everything sort of comes on at a set time. So right when somebody walks in the door in the morning and they deactivate the alarm, all the lights turn on. Um, I got certain lights that are set on to come um, right before we open. So our open sign that comes on at the same time every day, along with um, other lights in our front lobby. Um, our alarms, they're all automated. So our floats are waking up at the exact same time every you know 90 minutes that alarm goes off. Um, we just have to remember to set the sleep timer before, or the, sorry, the timer before. But other than that, almost everything we have is automated. Yeah, that's one thing. It didn't happen often, but one thing that we did, we have an echo um, that we've set up to work with a, a few different things in our in our center. And one of our employees programmed her to uh, send uh, sound an alarm. And when I say an alarm, it's just a very gentle bell. It's not anything uh, obnoxious or loud. Um, she sends an alarm at uh, half past every even hour, which is when all of our floats get out. Now, we don't always start the music at the same time. If somebody got in late and it was our fault, we make sure they get their full time because that's on us. Um, but we had issues from time to time of people getting very caught up in the work that they were doing and not... <laughs> going to turn on the music yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. to wake people up and I'll tell you what that has that doesn't happen at all now it happens so automatically we hear that alarm we you know say Alexa stop oh, cool. and get our alarms and get our music going and uh, it's never happened again and it's it, like Lance said earlier it's the little things mm -hmm. shaving mm -hmm. off a minute here a minute there yep. automating some things so that you're not making those mistakes that cost you time later on yeah. and the adds up fast that that would bite me all the time and my employees as well you'd be looking at the clock and say it comes off the alarm comes on at say 10 30 um you'd be looking it's 10 28 okay in two minutes i gotta go do the alarm all of a sudden the phone rings and then somebody walks in to buy a gift card and then you do that and you sell the gift card next thing you know it's 10 minutes later and that's 10 minutes that you lose to clean up and do all that and you've seen and all your clients come in during that time too so they're already yeah up. it's <laughs> So that's why um, a big reason for us to get away from the 90-minute float is because we don't sell a 90-minute float. We sell a float. If you have 150 questions before you get in and that takes us 10 minutes longer to give you a walkthrough, that comes off of your float. So that's allowed us to have all our alarms come off at the same time. We haven't had one person complain about any of this. We've had people... Nice you know, spend more time in the lobby before even, you know, when it's ready to come back and they're enjoying what they're doing, they're coming out of their float after 72 minutes in the tank and they're feeling refreshed, they're feeling great. They're not giving us a hard time that they were, you know, mm -hmm. 12 minutes short of their float, so. And that said, no one ever gives us a hard time. Um, no yeah. one has ever said anything, it's just a personal, yeah, personal we, thing. Yeah, I used to do the same thing, Amy. I used mm -hmm. to feel very bad. I used to say, these people are paying for 90 minutes, that's what they'll get. And then I'd push our schedule, but then that was stressing our employees. Um, we weren't having good interactions with customers after, because we'd be mm -hmm. covered in sweat and all, you know, worked up because somebody was late four floats ago, and that's, you know, followed through the whole day. So um, that's, we're speaking about efficiency. You know, I was, 
I had those issues and this is what we have found to, to help us, you know, overcome that. So, you know, not everyone's getting their full duration of fl- time duration, but. And I will say the first float when we're doing intake, they usually don't either mm-hmm. unless everybody's there in time, but. Yeah. But yeah, but Alexa, the Echo has really, really helped us with that and has been a great reminder. And we can set it if we do have, like when we were doing the fibromyalgia project and they were only getting 60 minute floats, you could set the alarm for that. And it just was a really nice um, tool that allowed us to, that helped keep us focused and on time. I love that. Yeah. And people spend uh, so much money on their automation processes for lights and music. I've seen some incredibly expensive uh, setups and I don't think they have to be. And I honestly think the human touch can actually be a really good thing to have. Um, a, because they send, they tend to go, well, I don't want to say they tend to go wrong a lot, but they, I've heard too many stories of them having issues. And so just, uh, something like a reminder for you to flip a couple switches. I, I am not against that at all, especially when it can be saving thousands and thousands and thousands of dollars rather than installing some, some pretty crazy hardware mm-hmm. software. Yeah, our stuff, our automation stuff is dirt cheap. Mm-hmm. I think we got some of the cheapest stuff we can get. We got Wemo switches, which are about 45 bucks each. Um, you can automate those to do whatever you want. You can hook mm-hmm. those up to an IFTTT, which is If This Then That website, where you can con- control that with all of the things from your thermostats to your lights to your garage door opener to whatever you want. Cool. And um, we also, you know, I use even mechanical timers for odd lights I have, just a 24-hour um, timer. And, you know, those those help shut everything down at nighttime and turn everything on because I have lights all scattered throughout my business and then having to get my employees to turn mm. each one of those on in the morning, two or three of them would go missed and I'd get right. all angry because yes. I'm wondering why, you know, spend all the time to yes. put the light in and do all this and find it. They're not turning it on. What's the point of having the light? All right. We need a you link know, so. to that. I, I need that on the website <laughs> because I have these little LEDs I installed over our um, – where, where we are uh, products that we sell, some shelving. So there are these hidden LED lights that just light everything underneath it. And far too often I visit the shop, I walk in, and that thing's unplugged. And I just plug it in every time and I don't say anything. Eh, maybe once or twice I've said something. But uh, if I could just automate that, I wouldn't have to be – I wouldn't have to force somebody to care. You know what I mean? To, to plug that in. Yeah, and, and it's – the we, the Wemos are super, super cool. So I've – I've moved my float tanks to Wemos. So basically, um, we have it so in the room, you can manually press a button and that will turn them on or turn them off, or you could have them set on a timer. So it comes on at a set time. So inside the room, if we go back, mop the floors, run the skimmer through the tanks, and then we manually press the button, and if we have that set for 15 minutes, that float tank will run for 15 minutes and automatically shut off. There's no having to count down and see how long your tank was running. There's no forgetting about it and let it run overnight, <coughs> Matthew. <laughs> and, um, <laughs> and, you know, those things like that. So it, it, you can do so much with it. They're very powerful tools, and they're only, you know, $45. And you can also replace your actual switches in your walls. So your switch on your wall will actually be a Wi-Fi switch that you can set up almost endless parameters to. Um, So, you know, your automations don't have to cost you thousands, and you can start out, you know, going to Walmart and getting a a 
mechanical 24-hour timer and start getting lights on a timer or your open sign. There's nothing worse than being going to a business and their <laughs> totally. open sign's off yes. or driving past them at 3 in the morning and you're like, dang, that's weird for the sewing shop to be open at <laughs> 2.30 on a Thursday night. I love this. I'm buying one on my way to work tomorrow because that open sign not being open and you have to turn it open in one of our float rooms so if somebody's in the oh, float room, funny. I can't turn it on. Oh, it makes me insane. Those are 5% off Black uh, Friday, just so you know. Get a full five percent off. So. Yeah, I, I feel like I feel like I could be a salesman for Hue lights and <laughs> Wemo switches. So Lance, do I'll you be need, the guy knocking on your door. Do you need a hub for the Wemos automation no, to work, you or you can just buy not. the plug? You just buy the plug, and awesome. I think you can hook up to fifty devices to one network, so you can hook a lot of things up there. So. That's awesome. I love that. And they they make uh, motion sensors, so they make uh, you can set the one piece wherever you want, and they'll turn the switch on or off. They also make um, Wemos that you plug into the wall, and then you can plug whatever device into it, and it monitors your kilowatts per hour. Or, you know, it monitors all your data about how much that plug is using. So if you really want to dial in your stats, mm-hmm. you could be plugging in your heaters and your pumps and all these to these. I forget what the name of the Wemo is, but it's the one Wemo that controls all this. And then you can, inside an app, you can look at exactly how much energy your float tank takes to to maintain and to run. That's so cool. That's very cool. really, really awesome. (laughs) Speaking of, like, technology automation, I know, um, Dylan, we did that with the float shop, like, it was a while ago, like five years ago, with the um, liability waivers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so I... Traditionally, um, or at least back then, you guys had paper waivers that yep. were on a clipboard, and people would sign, fill out the date, and it felt it it, and... it matched the 1900s aesthetic to have a, sure. <laughs> a a wood board with paper on it to sign. Yeah, right. We, and then and you, you stuffed pen. all those in a um, uh, in a filing cabinet or something. Yeah. So I know uh, one of the things we did there is we took we turned that waiver into a PDF version a steam-powered pdf uh-huh. Ste- uh-huh. yeah absolutely <laughs> yep and there's a little they had a little hamster running that would charge it up <laughs> right uh, for, so it was ready for use uh so i what we actually did is we did um we turned it into pdf and then did some pdf scripting um that applied to the pdf itself so that when it was opened on the ipads the date would automatically fill out um, any other relevant info that needed to be there would be filled out. And all the customer had to do was type in their name and sign their name, hit done, and that would be saved and archived, um, you know. Into our Dropbox, Dropbox folder. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you don't have a, you no longer have a bunch of papers to keep track of. Yep. Yep. That was uh, that was a big deal for us at the time. You know, just all that paperwork, it was just, it was getting... It, it felt out of date, and it also just started taking up so much space and printing so much paper. It just didn't feel right. So, yeah, that that switch was awesome for us. Um, and, and when you say we did that, uh, you you did that, yeah. We, we <laughs> bought an iPad, I think, is the extent of what we did. Yeah. Um, a, a few other, like, uh, just going, going back a ways to the efficiencies of the transition, um, I completely agree with Amy in that uh, having everything in the room is a really nice thing to have. Uh, we are on a, I would say we're on a spending freeze, but we've been on a spending cooling. Uh, we, we've like, we've 
we've spent a decent amount of money on float tanks recently and soundproofing construction and all that stuff. And uh, we'd like to recoup a little bit of that before we make any big purchases. So uh, we will be purchasing some, I don't know if you call them cabinets or what, but uh, for each float room and we'll be storing things in there. So you can go in there and your cleaning supplies are right there and you don't have to um, bring, them, bring them room to room. But I do recommend if you are doing room to room to have a little cart, like a, either a push cart or something you can hold uh, on the handle that has all your cleaning supplies right there with you. And um, I, I learned a while ago that you can do a transition. I think having entered the room, opened the door twice. Um, something I don't like is opening and closing the doors. Some of the pumps are louder than others and it can affect the ambiance of the float center. For other people, that's not a big deal because it's it's often another part of the building. But for us, I, I don't like that very much. So I want you entering and exiting as few times as possible. And so, if you do it the right way, grab the trash can at the right time and all that stuff, it can it can make it much more efficient and uh, or quieter, I should say. Um, and something that my employees fought for recently was um, actually they've been fighting for it for quite some time. But a battle they finally won. Because uh, sometimes you just have to listen to your employees. Is that uh, the trash cans were taking too much time to empty out, going to from each room, emptying it out uh, in a more public space, not not public, but uh, not in the float room into a main trash bin. And uh, between floats, I'm sorry. Between floats, between floats, between clients. Yeah, because I don't like somebody seeing somebody else's earplugs in there. It's like. I, my whole philosophy is it should look like a brand new float room every time somebody walks in. Like, this was made just for you. And so that's why I don't want, you know, shower water on the walls or on the floors. And I want the earplugs gone. And just everything should look pristine for the next person going in there. And so um, people wanted, like, you know, you step on the trash can button on the bottom and the lid opens up and you throw in your earplugs there, your Vaseline or what have you, and vitamin A and D ointment. And I, I it was never a go for that because it, I just thought aesthetically then, okay, now they see that somebody else was in here, which of course they know. You just don't ever want that to be a conscious or even subconscious reminder to them. And uh, they finally won me over with these little trash cans that basically just have like the old school, um, they kind of, the top wiggles, the, the, the middle part of the top, uh, opens as you put your hand in to drop it in, and then it kind of just swings closed. And they look a lot better than I anticipated, and you don't see what's in the trash can when you're doing it. And so I'm I'm feeling feeling pretty good about it. And that's just a just one more shaving off, you know, ten or fifteen seconds uh, per room, uh, which makes a difference. It's amazing how much of a difference it makes. So that's that's where we're at with that one. Um, let's see here. Uh, shoot. Um, Oh, uh, one thing we do is uh, body towels. We we prep those beforehand. We get a body towel. We also use a face towel. Um, so we have a body towel, the face towel folded on top of that. And then on top of that, we put our vitamin A and D ointment and our earplugs. So um, you're ready to, as you walk into a room, you bring in the next suite of, of I don't know, toiletries with you. Um, and then you leave with all the, the old stuff um, is how, how we prep for that. Uh, we also have, we have, Three float tanks on the second story, one float tank on the first story. Um, so we do have redundancies of things like squeegees and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I, you don't want to be running up and down stairs with, with that stuff. And I, I don't even want customers to see us cleaning, you know. Like a, another idea of mine is that the, they shouldn't know how much work goes into going into these float tanks. Like, yeah, I'd like them to know how expensive these float tanks are and how crazy of a business this is behind the scenes. 
like I'd like them to see the value, but really bottom line is that's not what they come here for. So I want them to just see the posh portion of it. So um, I, I don't want people running up and down. I don't think there's anything wrong with seeing somebody scrubbing a float tank and that shows show that that shows how clean you are and how on top of things are. Yeah, but I, you know, I, I'm with you. I don't think it's good to hear pumps running mm-hmm. and people slamming doors and running upstairs and yeah. I I want it to be just just the not spa, but just 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 the pristine part of things for client facing stuff. Um, just like how Sandra and I don't have battles about uh, our next sale in front of customers, that all happens behind the scenes. You know, they just see the end result of everything running smoothly on the front end. So that's that's how I see it, and that's how I want the float choppy to run. Um, yeah, the the PDF files is a good one. Uh, how to give intros is a really good one. Oh, but Amy, you also mentioned that you you can kind of do your thing. And I I do agree with you for the most part. Like as long as A through Z is being met in cleaning the rooms, then who cares how you get it done if you get it done in a certain amount of time. But I I do think like having the training, like at least like this is how we do it to accomplish this within this amount of time is a good strategy to go. Because I think like, well, I want the customer to have a little bit more open-ended discussion on floating. When it comes to the cleaning part, that part I feel like can be not automated like have robots do it, but automated like you do A, B, C, D in that order because it's been proven to be the most efficient. And that's how I was at first, but Mark and I do it very differently. And both of us can accomplish, you know, can meet standards and accomplish the task within a specific amount of time. And I think that's what changed my mind is that I was seeing Mm -hmm. that he was, like I said, the most important things are those standards are met. So then if you're training somebody. We train them a very specific way. Oh, okay. Um, If they want to change. So if Mark's training them, he shows them Uh, his way. If I'm mm -hmm. training them, I show them my way. Um, But the bottom line is this is what has to be done. This is what we need to see. And this is how quickly it needs to be done. And um, you know, we we joke about the uh, Olymp the uh, the float tank Olympics, right? But um, but it's true. We we do need to see that they can do it and that they're doing it consistently. Um, and sometimes we actually learn from them, and we've all gotten little tips and tricks as each person is doing it and creating something that works for them. Um, We've all learned. So it's it's worked out to be uh, a good thing for us, even though I'm like you, Dylan. I want everybody to do, and, and Mark and I, that's one thing that Mark and I still fight on in a lot of ways. I want things done a very specific way because it makes me feel better because I know that's how I function better. But we're just finding that not everyone does, and so it comes down to this is our standards. This is what we expect. Can you do it and meet that consistently? I think that's fine. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm trying to think of other other efficiencies. Uh, giving intros to how, how people uh, get into the floats and out. I mean, that's just a constant battle. And I think this is something that is a battle for a lot of people is how long of an intro do I give? Because I could talk for 45 minutes about floating and all the ways to have your best float, but then we're halfway through your float or for 60-minute floaters, we're, we're almost done with your float. So I think that's an interesting one. And that's just something we've refined over over five years and tweaked and continue to tweak and i've mentioned before it's like it's settled down pretty well in the past year or so but there are occasional tweaks still and um 
one of the biggest things is like, what do we tell them in the float room themselves? Or like, what do we tell them to have a good float? And like, like I, so my verbiage, uh, Lance was saying squeegee, I say sheath yourself off. You know, if you could wring out your hair, if you would, and if you sheath yourself off while you're in the float tank. And I, I just kind of cheekily say, you know, and it, uh, it just uh, keeps float tank in the water. It saves us my, I say something just kind of lighthearted, which does, even if, it, and this is one thing I've mentioned before too, even if you make a dumb joke, uh, it usually resonates with them a little bit more. They'll be sure to remember that thing. It just kind of punches through the all the different things that you've said. It, it kind of highlights that. So you can you can highlight those things by how you give your presentation too. Mm. Um, so yeah, sheathing yourself off was was one that we found was <laughs> pretty important because uh, yeah, gosh, that wet dog thing can just it's I don't even know how some people do it, but yeah, they can cover that room with water. Uh, yes, they can. Yeah. Um, they got mad skills. Got some of those, skills. some of those floaters. It's like, wow, it takes talent to get get <laughs> this messy. And another thing, if uh, it was okay, uh, is uh, um, so first, I do like automation. Like we have super easy, like a uh, iPhone uh, app, so that does turn on the music automatically. So nobody has to be reminded; it just happens automatically, and then we manually turn it off. And if, if music is playing while you're giving an intro, you know somebody's dropped the ball, but it's a good reminder. So people aren't going to go into a float with music playing, which when we first opened, we made that mistake too many times. I had somebody go through an entire float with the same song playing the entire 90 minutes oh, and just thought it was part of it. She had a good float. So that's fun. That's good times. Um, yeah. Go ahead. We use iPods, and I did learn a long time ago. I made separate playlists so that if somebody, so <laughs> nobody would have to remember to turn them off, so that the music would play, and then the playlist would be done, mm. and that was that. Oh, that's interesting. <laughs> and then I did another playlist for the closing or for the music at the end. Same thing, plays through. Nobody has to think about turning it off, um, because we had, we we did the same thing once. Oh, I felt horrible. <laughs> oh, I felt awful. Yeah, we use a we use a, a timer. Same thing, sure. like a timer that plays music for a set amount of time thing. Same thing. We We've made that mistake, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so great. So amateur. I love it. Just first starting your business and just learning this stuff. It's so good. And just messing up. And people being surprisingly okay with it is probably the most amazing part, that they, they still they'll come back. <laughs> Uh, we do automation for our float tank pumps, so those come on automatically on a on a separate timer. They're just plugged into a little timer we get off Amazon that triggers it on at a certain. You manually type in what time and what time off, as well. Um, there's another efficiency thing that I wanted to mention. Uh, what was that? Uh, oh, just uh, promoting more things online and things like gift card purchases online uh, rather than calling in. Um, just Gosh, our employees' phone time can just be practically all day, and it can really stress our employees out. Just you hang up the phone, it's ringing again. I used to experience that myself. Just like my God, it is just constant, and and you put on a good sheen. You know, you 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 mount up and you, you have a good conversation. You get present with that person. You hang up and it's like whoop. Then you mount up again. But then after five times of that happening, by the time you're done, you're just like. Ugh. and then maybe it's laundry falls behind or what have you. You just, you're not in a good place anymore. Um, and uh, so just driving traffic online has been really helpful with us. And if somebody has an issue with that, of course, call us. But if you can buy a gift card online or take care of your float or find out how many floats you have online and that's easy for people to do, that saves my employees' time. And obviously it's good for the customer as well, but um, that's just a little, little more efficiency there as well. 
things. Yeah. Cool. Brian, yeah, it sounds what like other, What other efficiencies have you done for, <laughs> for the float shop? <laughs> for the float shop? Gosh, I can't think of any off the top of my head. Yeah. But one of the things I always, I always encourage people to do is uh, humans are so easy we so easily fall into habits and continuously do things that have a lot of friction in them without taking the time to step back and say, Oh, this is something that is taking time away from me or something that I'm doing repeatedly that I don't necessarily have mm. to be doing. Mm -hmm. And I feel like that's the, the biggest struggle for a lot of people is identifying those opportunities and um, finding ways to automate and, and fix them. Um, so you're saving time. So would you say a good place to start, Brian, is, you know, maybe once a week, take some time and think about the things that are, that really irritate you, that tick you off, that you hate doing, that you just, you know, in that moment that you're doing something, either you're doing something twice that you don't have to do. Um, so would it be, so would it be good for people to sit down every week and, and take a moment to review that? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think if you, I think if you're sitting down and intentionally trying to identify your pain points, mm -hmm. that's a good starting point. <laughs> Um, yeah. otherwise you'll just put up with it for <laughs> forever and ever until, <laughs> until you realize that it's too much and then you make a change. But hopefully you're doing that before, before you get to that point. Um, and hopefully some of the things we mentioned on the show today, uh, are, are, give you some inspiration. If I can just add one more thing that I yeah, think sure. is a little, a little general, but just who you hire is really important too. Like hiring yeah. people who prefer to be efficient or like to look at those things to, to improve efficiency can be really nice too. And I think like customer service, I would put before that, but it's nice to have some people on your staff who like to refine those things. Cool. Well, uh, I think that's it for today's show with special guest Dylan Com. Thank you Thanks so for much for joining me. us. I can't believe I made it through. I'm so yeah. tired. <laughs> I know. You're doing great, man. And you, you had so much to offer, even uh, fighting through the baby brain. I'm proud of you. Oh, thanks. Yay. Oh, thanks. And uh, I think since you're here, Dylan, you want to, uh, you want to take us out? <laughs> sure, sure. Well, again, I just want to say uh, Great to see you guys again. My goodness. It feels so good, good to, to, to see you as well. be on Skype with you guys. That's mm -hmm. awesome. Um, thanks for meeting my baby. That means a lot to me, too. Um, and uh, let's see here. Uh, just thanks for everybody who listens to the show. It, it means so much to us. And I love uh, the occasionally people. I, I saw one today on Flow Facilitators just saying, you know, I listen to the show, take notes every episode or, you know, for, for particular episodes. And that just that means a ton to us. So uh, thanks everybody who's uh, who's listening, and we we appreciate your your letting us know that you appreciate or to get something out of it. That to be of value uh, of service to somebody is very valuable to to us. So thank you. Um, with that being said, uh, we'll see you on Twitter and Instagram and Facebook. And until next week, remember there's an infinite amount to find in the presence of nothing. So spend some time there. Bye bye. Art of the Float.